Gabi Martinelli He comes from São Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Now if you come on down to Harvey. You can see Thierry Henry. He is the best player you will ever see. Thierry, Thierry Henry. Now if you come on down to Harvey. Hello and welcome back to From Dial Square to Where, a special episode with a special guest. And without further ado, it's Adrian Clark. How are you, Adrian? Good evening. Yeah, not bad, Andrew. Yeah, all, all, all good. Um, wasn't the best England performance, was it? We've just been watching that. It was uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah had, to be, was... had to be a Harry Kane penalty to rescue it at the end, didn't it? Little bit, little bit fortunate, wasn't it? Yeah, I think oh, on the balance yeah. of play, uh, Germany was certainly the better side. But yeah, we'll take the draw. Definitely, yeah. Serge Nebry's not a bad little player, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked him. I always liked him originally. I did, yeah. and uh, when he first came through, I thought he's a really exciting talent confident at first team level and he got mm. injured didn't he at, yeah at just the wrong time and he couldn't get back in and obviously you look back and it was a, it was a mistake to let him go um but yeah it's, it's, it's quite exciting to be linked with him who knows whether something mm. will happen but yeah. yeah i like him he's good player, yeah very good. yeah absolutely well we'll come on to like a bit of the the transfer windows we probably have to at this time of year a bit later on <laughs> um with some of the players have been linked with um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't spoken for a while. You've been on the show before, but it's great to have you back on board. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let's just have a little recap on your thoughts, really, about the season just gone. Um, it promised it promised so much <laughs> towards the end, but we didn't we've run out of puff a little bit towards the end there. But uh, overall, I mean, what's your thoughts about how how it went? Yeah, it's a hard one to judge, isn't it? I think overall the team did. About par, I think, for 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 what I thought they were capable of at the start of the season. I, I think fifth was was kind of where I was predicting Arsenal would finish. I didn't I didn't think we'd finish behind Spurs, so that's a disappointment. Yeah, um, but no, I think given where the strength of the position we were in, the way that we we didn't turn up for the games against Spurs and Newcastle, it's obvious to feel mm. to feel gutted about it, to feel really really disappointed, yeah. but. But, but over the course of the season, there's no doubt the team improved pretty much in all areas. I think the new, most of the new signings were very good. Um, the football's better to watch. Mm-hmm. And we won a lot of games. I mean, the, but, but, but there are negatives. Obviously, we lost a lot of games. I think 13 is way too many to lose. And, um, and the bottom line, in my opinion, is that, that we were just too stretched in that yeah. second half of the season. The squad was too small and we needed luck and we didn't get luck in terms of injuries exactly. and suspensions. Exactly. And it was asking too much, I think, of of Saka, Erdegaard, Smith, Rowe and Co to get the goals we needed to qualify for, for the top four. Yeah. Um, we're up against Spurs have got Kane and Son and, and, and none of our strikers. Um, you know, managed to get, I think, more than five goals. So, so yeah, it, it, that's that's why we failed. But there's lots and lots of progress been made. 
Exactly. I mean, do you do you honestly think, uh, like a lot of Arsenal fans do, really, that it was the decisions in January not to bring anyone in that really cost us in the end? I think cause there's no doubt we needed more goals, obviously. Um, then you get the argument completely that you should not bring in someone that you, you don't really want just for the sake of an extra body. Um, but... It was just, like you said, we ran out of steam and I think it was because of the lack of depth in the squad in the end, really. So yeah, I think January, a lot of blame can go to that January window, can't it? Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, I think if, if if Arsenal had that window again, they'd do things very differently. I don't mm. really have any arguments with, with what they what they did with the Bamiyang. I think that was no. the right move for, right. for all concerned. But, but just... Was it so last minute that they didn't didn't have you know have a plan in place to to replace him or or not you know mm. I would love to have to have brought in a striker I think we really needed goals it was it was obvious that Lacazette was playing okay but not scoring Eddie Nketiah mm. barely had any minutes he didn't have a start in the first half of the season so to rely on those two was a real risk a massive gamble. And um, yeah, it didn't it didn't pay off unfortunately. It was um, but yeah, the the decisions in January ultimately um, decided Arsenal's season. I think if we'd have shown a bit of sort of speculated to accumulate, taken a risk, paid yeah. over the odds potentially for someone that could have made the difference in that in that in that run in, then it would have been worth it clearly. And uh, but look, they didn't do it, and hopefully. That that sort of um, that wallet that, that, that had the cobwebs on it in January <laughs> will we'll come out this summer and um, and we'll sign some real quality players. Yeah, look, fingers crossed. I mean, <laughs> I, I was totally behind that the Bamiyang decision. I think he he wasn't scoring for us. That's people forget that he, he literally wasn't scoring for us anyway. No, uh, virtually his head wasn't in it anymore. No, he made his mind no. up that that his future was elsewhere, and you, you could tell. You could, t- you could always. Of course, t- you can. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, they, they, I think they did the right thing there. But, but you can't afford to let a player like a Bamiyan go when he plays every week, mm. really, because that's what was happening, mm. and not bring in somebody else because the, the other guys weren't really trusted in the first half of the season, and and ultimately you had to then call upon them late on when it really, really mattered. And and I thought Eddie and Ketty did great. In the last yeah. few games, couldn't have done much better, but it was just mm. too much of an ask for, for for the young players to see it over the line. Sadly, yeah. Do you think we'll find out a little bit about what happened with the Aubameyang situation in the Amazon documentary? <laughs> I think that's a good <laughs> that'd, chance, don't you? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I think that's what When's I'm looking forward to. Date? I'm, uh, I'm 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 eagerly awaiting it. I, I hope I'm not in it. I don't think I will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the cameras dotting around? Um, when you've been there, not massively. I, they're, they're quite discreet, but yeah, they have yeah. been following the team around. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm only really at Emirates on a yeah. on a match day, and I, you know, I don't go up to Colney or anything. So, mm. so, no, I haven't followed it. Obviously, in the changing rooms, you can you can really tell. There's, right. there's you know, there's a hundred mics. You know, not a hundred. Oh, wow. There's there are mics everywhere dotted around the changing room. There's some sort of cameras that you can spot. So mm. yeah, the players will would have been well aware. That, that, that everything has been been filmed. Um, I, yeah, I'm led to believe that Amazon sort of want to get their hands on as much footage as they possibly can from on and off the pitch. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what story they tell, won't it? It really will. I, I mean, they usually come out just before the new season, so it can't be too long, about probably around the latter part of July, beginning of August, I'm thinking. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it will be very, very interesting. It hope... went on, didn't it, in the course of the season? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it certainly did. I'm hoping it's not going to be like the Wenger docu- um, sorry, documentary, the Wenger autobiography that everyone was anticipating for so long. Mm. And then when it came out, it was quite... You know, disappointing, wasn't mm. it? Really, they didn't. Nothing really came out of it. Mm. So I'm just hoping it's not going to be like that and too, too sort of no, white. I mean, I, I think Arsenal probably have. I don't know how much editorial control the club the club would have on it. Um, mm. That 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 would be interesting to sort of know. Um, it would. Yeah. Often, let's be honest, that it, it it's it's going to show the club in the best light possible. I think you've seen that with the other documentaries, but there've been some compelling storylines. And Mm. look, for me personally, you know, I don't get to see the team talks, what goes on inside the changing room and and on the training ground. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated to, to learn like everybody else a little bit about how Mikel Arteta and the players operate. Yeah. It's going to be, um, it's got, it's going to be a must watch. That's for sure. No, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, so, I mean, well, let's have just run last thing about last season, really, is the performance of Mikel Arteta. And he, I'm sure when he looks back, he will think that he could have done some things better. I think he did a lot of good things uh, throughout the season as well. Um, there's always the concern about the performance of the team, obviously, when we go behind. Uh, very very poor situation there. How much could he really affect that? Don't really know, to be honest with you. But overall, he's had a new contract, um, which I'm pleased about personally. But let's get your thoughts on him. What would you grade the season for him out of out of ten? Yeah, I think I think it's a steady progress. Um, yeah, positives and negatives. I don't know. It's probably a six and a half, maybe a seven. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think he's done just fine. Um, yeah, there should be no speculation, in my opinion, about his job. I think it's it's steadily going up. You know, we can all mm. see with our own eyes the team are better now than they were. So yeah, the quality of the football is higher, no doubt about that. It's faster, it's more fluid. Um, he's trusted the young players, which has been good. Um, the new signings, I think the bulk of them, not every single one, but most of them have fitted in brilliantly and. We're led to believe that he's he's had a big say in in who we recruited. So so he's got a lot of those calls right, and and we've won a lot of games. But but <laughs> you, you have to say you, you can't look beyond the thirteen defeats. We've got to be harder to harder to beat. That is for sure. And it is it is that in game management, isn't it? Being able to turn around a difficult situation. That's what you know, I'm always criticising Gareth Southgate, and it's obviously topical because yeah, tonight. But yeah, me too. <laughs> come back into the. In fairness, tonight they came back into the game. The subs had a positive impact, and they mm. scrambled a bit of a lucky draw. But he, his actions did actually help the team in the second half. That's not been the case that often with Gareth Southgate, and I've been critical of him. So, so on that front, you have to look at Mikel Arteta and 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 the. When we've been one nil down, has he been able to turn it around? Not, no, is is the answer. I think yeah, one win and twelve defeats. I think only three goals scored from one nil down. Really, really poor record, and and a lot of that falls on the players. Clearly, it it really screams that players are inexperienced. You know, unable to to sort of um, have the know how to 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 change things in a positive way. But but you need that direction from the manager, and you also need some of his 
decisions in terms of substitutions, tactical tweaks mid-game to come off and really uh, yeah. change the flow of the game. And 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 that hasn't happened really often enough. And he'll, he'll know that himself, won't he? The stats are there, laid, laid bare before him. So that's mm. the one area I think he, he will look at himself and say, look, we've got to get better and I will get better. So, yeah, he, he, he's done okay, just as the team have done okay. It's been a pretty good season, one of one of sort of steady development. But we're all gutted that we didn't make top four. So it's <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to really be that effusive in your praise of the team. Or exactly, the yeah. On the back of what happened, because in the two biggest games of the season, at Spurs and at Newcastle, the team produced two of their worst performances. And that... That reflects on everyone, doesn't it, really? Um, so, yeah, they'll they'll be looking at themselves, no doubt, this summer. And hopefully the fire will burn strong and, they, and they'll come back come back better. Yeah, no, absolutely. It feels different than the season uh, under Unai Emery, where we just fell short, to me, anyway. I mean, we fell short by one point that mm. season as well, obviously, with a similar capitulation at the end of the season. Yeah. That was probably, I think, I don't know, you won't remember, but when we did that um, Mesa Island Discs show that you were on, I said it was the lowest I've ever felt as an mm-hmm. Arsenal fan at that point. And mm-hmm. it really, really was. And, we, and that's saying something because, you know, I'm not a young uh, young guy anymore. <laughs> I've followed Arsenal for a long time, but I felt so, so gutted at that mm-hmm. point uh, under Unai Emery, the end of that season. But this season, yeah. the same thing has happened, but I don't feel anywhere near as down because... You can see the trajectory of the club. You can see what they're trying to do. He's had so much spring cleaning to do of this squad, hasn't he? And he's completely changed the squad. It's it's completely unrecognisable than it was from what it was back then. And mm. we've got a lot of young, exciting talent, which I'm looking forward to seeing develop again next season. Mm. And I think that's what makes it so much different to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I do. I, I feel quite positive about it. Most of the players are in their early twenties, aren't they? Yeah, and, and normally players in their early twenties, as long as they're really good players with strong mentalities, get better. So we, we've already seen it, haven't we? Saka gets better year on year. Erdegaard, big step forward, I thought this oh, year compared yeah. compared to the loan. I wasn't sold on him. I have to be honest. When when he was on loan, there were some great bits. But there there were some really ineffective parts as well, and you know, I wasn't totally sure he was the right signing I now believe he was excellent mm. campaign from him Smith Rowe had a breakthrough season um, Ramsdale spectacular really um, so loads of loads of players that are going to get better and exactly. will get better as well because yeah. he's a he's a rookie learning on the job as well what we want now is is a bit more from the senior mm. players and, and maybe that's where we're looking to recruit players that have a bit more experience, that are, that are a few years older, not old, but more, more towards their mid-twenties, where they're really at the peak of their powers, where they've maybe won things in the past. Those are the type of players I think that this this team needs now. You can't rely on 20, 21-year-olds the whole season to get you over the line, I don't think, anyway, in terms of the goal output um, and, and game management. So, yeah, we need a bit more from the senior players next season. Do you, I mean, talking about, that's a good sort of way to move on, really, to the summer, the summer business that we're looking at doing and everyone's talking about it, obviously, it's the same every single year. <laughs> but, excuse me, I've got a bit of hay fever. It's still lingering on, even though it's the evening. But, oh, no, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite bad last couple of days. Um, but, where where do you think that 
the team really needs to strengthen first and foremost. Clearly, clearly the striker situation. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he but, first sat here and said, said, you know, everything <laughs> apart from strikers, you just think I'm an idiot. You <laughs> cut me off. Yeah, I mean, but, we need no, to. But I mean, one, one thing with regards to that, do you think we need to, to bring in two? Because the, the concerning thing I've got with that is, well, it's not concerning. It's just a slight worry, I suppose. It's the situation that we had when we brought in Aubameyang and Lacazette within six yeah. months of each other. Now, that didn't work out very well at all. And I, the way that we, we play under Mikel Arteta, it doesn't seem to sort of lean towards uh, a, a traditional striker. I think he look, he's looking much more at the, the Man City model, which is why I've been speaking about Gabriel Jesus for quite a long time on this, this show yeah. uh, as the type of player that he would like to bring in. And I think it would be like a hand-in-glove type of signing, really. I think he'd be absolutely ideal for us. So what are your thoughts about that striking situation and whether we do need to bring in two sort of high-profile strikers or whether we would just bring in one and maybe another another wide player, maybe, for example? Yeah, no, I think two, I think two forwards. Um, at the moment, we've only got Eddie Nketiah, haven't we, really? And, uh, oh, yeah, following, following So I think given that we're back in Europe, the fixtures, there'll be an opportunity to rotate strikers. And do you know what? I've always thought that the one part of the pitch where I think managers should rotate is up front because mm. it's keeping it, it's so explosive it, you need your, your strikers to be in prime condition to make those you know especially if you want them to press which Mikel Arteta yeah. definitely does yeah. it's hard work and and you know one week it might be one guy that plays 60-65 minutes they come off the other one of equal quality comes on and makes a difference. And then you can flip it around. I just, mm. and you've also got Eddie Nketiah there as well. I feel, I feel strongly that we need two strikers, but that's not to say that they've just got to be number nines. Mm. I personally would like to, I'd be happy to have a Gabriel Jesus for sure, because I think yeah. he's a really good player, much better yeah, than what we've got, but he can play out wide, can't he? So mm. you, you could potentially, if you did bring in Gabriel Jesus and a more, Traditional number nine, um, who that might be, I, I don't know. Been linked with uh, Skamaka. I don't, I don't know too much yeah. about him. Yeah. Um, Calvert Lewin's a name that's been linked for a long, long time. Mm. If you had what you regard as a, as a number nine centre forward and a Gabriel Jesus, I think that gives you a lot of options. Mm. You've got to think when we've got quality out wide, haven't we? In, in Saka and Smith Rowe. Erdegaard puts puts good balls into the box. Tierney, when he's fit, whips balls into the area for fun. We don't have people that are great at attacking crosses. No, and no. I think that someone of height, someone with a bit of a stature, physical presence, will be a real big, big asset to us. You're right, Mikel Teta hasn't gone that way at all until now. But he did have, a, he was kind of lumbered with Aubameyang Lacazette, but they were there. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it wasn't an easy situation for him to change. So, yeah, I think one tall striker and and a Gabriel Jesus type, for sure, it would be on my hit list. And look, if we can get someone like a Serge Gnabry as a, as a winger who's also, who can also play up front, then it's a bonus. Yeah, because it doesn't look like Nicolas Pepe is going to be sticking around, is it? No. He's uh, had his had his chances and looks like he's going to be moved on if, if, if there can be a buyer for him, obviously. Um, so it's whether, yeah, we do bring in someone to replace him as well. Mm. I mean, move, moving into midfield, I mean, I absolutely love 
the link to Zinchenko as well. I, I another for me another perfect hand in glove type of fit for our team, and he would be the replacement for Xhaka. It's got. I mean, he if you think about it, wherever he. I've heard this on another podcast, and I can't remember which one it was, but I, I was thinking the same thing. He, he, the, if you think about where he plays on the pitch, that's where Xhaka plays. Mm. You know, in that sort of left side of midfield, he can play sort of a bit further up front, but obviously left back as well, and, and within that space of the pitch, that's what Xhaka is there for. So, mm. I mean, if you're talking about an upgrade for Granit Xhaka, then I think he'd be an absolutely incredible um, player for that. I mean, he's, mm. he's been a wonderful... Obviously, Premier League experience, Premier League proven. Mm-hmm. He, he works in the the Manchester City way, which is obviously the way that we're looking to move forward mm-hmm. to. I think everyone's so... Mm-hmm. Obviously, he knows him as well. Um, Mikel Arteta is not going to be someone that's new to him. So, I think he'd be a great buy. But mm-hmm. would... I mean, again, we'd link with Yuri Tillemans, another player I, I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. Mm-hmm. And people are wondering whether... They could both play in the same team. Well, obviously, I think that they probably could. I mean, I think that Yuri Tinemans could play that left eight role that, you know, Granit Xhaka was fulfilling at some point. I mean, mm. what are your thoughts about what we should be doing in, in the midfield area as well? Yeah, it, it is really interesting. I definitely feel we need one or two additions. Um, the Zinchenko link, yeah, completely agree with you. I think, obviously, if we if Tini's out, he would be a much better you know, Absolutely, guy yeah. to step in at left back if we were playing orthodox style but you're yeah. right and if we go in that 4-1-4-1 or 4-3-3 formation that, that we were playing with Partey at the base mm. um, Erdegaard to the right and Xhaka to the left where it, it was a little bit unusual for, to see Xhaka in that position but but what happens is that Xhaka spends half the time at left back anyway in that position doesn't he because because of the way that we play out and team pushes on so yeah, you, you you could in theory have Zinchenko inside of Tierney or just propping him up, and and I think that would be fantastic for the balance of the team. Yeah, wouldn't you know? Granit Xhaka is still a very good player, and and so he has a lot to offer. So I don't think it's we're in a desperate need to upgrade him, but I think to to put ourselves as contenders for top four, we need strength in depth. We need mm. four or five quality players as options in central midfield, and. And at the end of the season, we were really down to the bare bones, weren't we? So, yeah, I think that there's a place for, for Tielemans. He's a box-to-box guy. It would balance out, wouldn't it, if you had Partey or Xhaka at the base and Erdegaard and Tielemans either side. That's a really nice balance, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, mm. I think that Xhaka, should, Xhaka and Lekonga really should be the ones competing with Partey for that base. We need... That, that that athleticism and power to press to go and press as well properly, we need real legs in those two central midfield positions. Erdogan's got it; we know that he's brilliant at that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, on on the other side, yeah, it's up for grabs. I have to say that Tielemans isn't brilliant at that. I would say if it's one weakness, he's not the best at tracking back. No, no. If there's one weakness about him, he hasn't got a phenomenal engine. I think he's great on the ball. He's a, he's a goal scorer midfielder. He's, he's got a lot of class about him. But yeah, your tracking back isn't brilliant, and he can be a bit slow to go and engage. So that might put 
you know, put Arsenal off. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. That's why Zinchenko is great, by the yeah, way. Zinchenko's perfect in that in that Absolutely position. Absolutely great so, at that. Yeah. yeah. So so that yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean towards Zinchenko over over Tielemans, I have to say, but but I'd be very happy with with one or, or, or yeah. both. Uh, obviously, we don't know what the situation is with Basuma and the, the sort of court case that he's involved in, but he keeps being linked with Arsenal, and he, I think he wants to be linked with Arsenal. He's been linked again today, isn't he? Yeah, as a Funnily footballer, I, I do again think mm. that he would be a real asset to us. Oh, he's 100%. a brilliant ball winner. He goes and presses superbly, and he can he can play as well. So, so look, these I, I've got to be honest. All of the players that we've been linked with, I really like. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, this is what I really like about this window so far. Touch wood mm. is that all the all the stronger links, and you know that you you can trust more than not. Mm. You know, in linking players to us, mm. are really really interesting players so far. We want to do the business earlier, though. I think our it's, yeah. our habit over the years has been to yeah. leave it too long, and things drag out into sagas, and we end up missing out. I, th- I would like us to sort of really get things done early because Mikel Arteta needs that time with him. Definitely. Yeah, he's, he's got his own set style and and it, it will take time for new players. Obviously, the City boys, less less so, but it will take time for newcomers to adjust. So, yeah, the earlier that, that we can get the business done this summer, the, absolutely the better. Just get it done. I, I, I want to hear about a transfer that we don't hear a, a rumour about as well, something yeah. under the radar. Yeah, we I don't seem that. to have that too often these days, but but I'd, I'd love that to happen um, yeah. because it's a competitive market and Arsenal need to be very, very smart and shrewd in the way they operate in their recruitment. And uh, yeah, it's a big summer, really big summer. It's more important than ever to get the players in early though this year than ever before, literally, because the season starts so much earlier. Yeah. On the 6th of August, I believe, it starts. And then, obviously, you, you've got all the Europe, Europa Cup um, games before the World Cup mm. as well. So if, if you leave it till the end, because I think the window closes still on the 1st or 2nd of September. If you leave it till then, you would have missed maybe... Four, five, I don't know. Three well, or four, least, four or five, yeah. Well, at least because you've got a cup game thrown in there as well, Carabao Cup, plus probably maybe one or two Europa League games as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it makes complete sense. There will always be business done at the last last minute because that's where you can maybe save a little bit of money and but or make a bit of money if you're, if you're selling. But yeah, no, it, it, we need to get the players done done nice and quickly get them involved on the tour. Obviously, they're going on a tour, aren't they? Going mm. over to America. I think they're going to Germany as well, aren't they? Um, for for yeah, one, yeah. one game. Um, these are really important times. That's when you really bond as a squad and you get to know each yeah. other. And I think it's great to have two or three new faces in with the group when they go on that pre-season tour. So, yeah, fingers crossed that, that Edu and the team can, um, can get some over the line sharpish. I wonder which of our players is going to refuse to get on the plane to America this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Um, yeah. I've got yeah, a... They're not going to get much of a break, are they? That's for sure. I mean, guys like Saka, no. you know. Well, Saka's played what the... No, did, did he play the full 90 today? I can't... No, he came off in the second half. It, oh, um, I did. But, I wasn't um, keeping too much attention to it. To no, it was... Uh, yeah, I think he was the only Arsenal player that was, that was involved tonight. But, yeah, he knew... 
nearly scored a great shot, didn't he, in the first half? Brilliant um, shot, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. There was one, another one that he had the keeper save, but he didn't get enough of the ball, Bukayo Saka. But look, we no. know about him. We know he's a class act. We know he'll be ready for the start next season. So, um, well, so yeah, it's all good on that. Another good segue, really, about another player I wanted to talk to you about, and that's Flo Balligan, who yeah. scored two goals today uh, for the under-21s, um, played simultaneously to the, uh, the, the full side. Yeah. Um, I think we were winning 3-0 last time I checked. Um, Smith Rowe played the first 60 minutes as well. Uh, he scored the other night as well. Excellent. But yeah, another two goals for Balligan today. Now, it's... I'm of the sort of thought processes that going through my head, really. I think we should keep hold of Balligan until January and then loan him out again in January. Now, that's a bit of a... On one hand, I would absolutely love him to get a full season on loan somewhere. Mm. Um, but on the the other hand as well, if depending on whether we do bring in two big, you know, strikers, because we've got so many games, he could play like Europa League games, he could cover for, um, you know, people if they were injured, etc. play the Carabao Cup games. Because I think we're going to be sure. I can't see us bringing in, this is this ideal world where we're, going to, we're talking about bringing in two strikers. I, I don't know whether that's going to happen. Yeah. If it does, brilliant, then send him on loan. But otherwise, do you think as well that it'd be a good idea to keep hold of him? Maybe plus a, one or two of the other young players that are coming through yeah. to see us through until January because I think it's going to be mad <laughs> in the early stages well, of the new season. Well, we loaned too many out last year. I think that much, that much was clear for all to see. We, we could have, yeah, I'm not saying he would have made a, a brilliant difference, but someone like Maitland-Niles, that, that, that loan was really done as a favour to him, wasn't it? Or it at least felt that way. And we could have done with him on the bench, couldn't we, in the second half of the season when, you know, there were three or four youth players really there that, that weren't ever likely to come on. So, so I think... Yeah, maybe we should loan fewer players out this time around. Um, and that probably will happen because we're in the Europa League. On Balogun, I'm still I'm still sort of wedded to the idea of having two, two new strikers, in which case he 100% needs to go out on loan. I just think yeah. for his development as a player, he's at that key age, um, you know, coming out of his teens into his early 20s, he's got to play, in my opinion. Mm. And the best way for him to improve is to play competitive football. And um, he's not going to get a lot of competitive football if he sticks around at Arsenal without going on loan. That's what I think for his development as a striker, he should go on loan, possibly a season loan. But, but you've got to be careful about where you send him. See, at Middlesbrough, he was in and out of the team. And, exactly, yeah. And, and I think it probably goes down as a slightly disappointing loan spell, even though he had some great moments. Um, I still believe in him. I think he's got, got potential to, to really develop, but he's not ready. I think that that loan spell at Middlesbrough showed us that he's not ready to make a difference at Arsenal first team level yet. In a year's time, he might be. So, um, yeah, personally, I, w- I would I would look to loan him out. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking more about the Europa League group games. Then, if Eddie Nketiah is not you know, not getting as much well, game time yeah. as he hopes. That'll be the competition that he's looking to to sort of make a name for himself in, isn't it? Isn't it? And let's be mm. honest, we, we want to if we we want to win it. We don't want to oh, mess absolutely. around in that in that competition. Absolutely, um, I, I would I really imagine. Do. I don't think uh, Mikel Arteta will rotate 
unbelievably heavily. I think I think it will put strong teams out in the Europa League because it's, a, it's an important competition. I would love us to win it. We've as a club, we all know that we could do we could have done a lot better in Europe mm. throughout the years. I mean, it's still one of my greatest memories of my you know youth when we won the cup, win this cup. And I love nights like that. And um, I would love us to win the Europa League. And I think when you look at the, the teams in the quarterfinals this year, it, it really pains me to think we weren't in it this year because we could have had another great chance. And we've yeah. been in it, what, three times? I think we've had two semifinals and a final, haven't we? And maybe we can go one step further this year. We, we were unlucky in a way because there's some real heavyweights were in it every time we went deep. So exactly, number, yeah. So the number of real heavyweights, like you say, this year. I mean, you got you would have backed us to beat Rangers or Frankfurt, in my opinion. Definitely, um, yeah. yeah. It was probably the year to be in the competition, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. But but yeah, we we got to try and make it count, haven't we? And, and, and yeah, double our chances of getting Champions League football. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm, I'm excited to to be back in it. I love cups. I've always loved cups. I yeah. think the fans love cups. All of yeah, pretty much all of my best memories because I wasn't really around the club. I wasn't working with the club when we were winning all those titles, particularly. So I was watching on from afar. But I've been in, I've been at a lot of the cup finals. Arsenal have won down the years when I was a player, and also you know in, in recent times. And they're unbelievable memories. I love it, and I, I think there's more excitement around winning a, a cup or a trophy than. Than finishing third or fourth, in my opinion, I just, yeah. I just think it's so much more exciting. It's it's great for money, Champions League football, but the, the bottom line is, I I think memories are, are more important. Um, so yeah, I want us to to try our hardest to win all three cups that we're in next season. Yeah, I do as well. I totally agree with you. Uh, other big news we've had the last few days is um, finally had a bit more of a bit more clarity over William Saliba. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is all <laughs> all our fans wanted to hear for, for so long, <laughs> to have a bit more clarity, both from the manager, who obviously said it beforehand, and then mm. this interview that William Saliba did at the weekend, mm. um, saying that, yes, he is an Arsenal player. He is, does want to come back. He does want to fight for the shirt, which is great news. Um, now, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, it's a lovely problem to have, but how do you see it sort of panning out, really, when we've had such a good partnership at the back for the first time in ages, in my opinion, in White and Gabriel? Yeah. Um, he's going to have his work cut out getting in there, and I, I just hope that he's not going to start throwing his toys out the pram thinking mm-hmm. he's going to walk into the team straight away, because I, I would love him to be up for the fight and say, no, I'm going to dislodge one of you guys and when I get into that team I'm going to keep my place that's the sort of attitude we all want obviously yeah. um, it's unlikely we're ever going to see them all play together because I don't think Mikel Arteta is particularly keen on playing the back three mm. um, so how do you see it sort of panning out moving it's an forward? option isn't it I mean if he comes yeah, then, then, then you know we've seen him late on in games go to a back three mm. so, so yeah and I think it would be nicely balanced actually if you had Saliba, White and, and, and Gabriel. But yeah, I, I don't think that would be the first choice system. But yeah, I, I think initially, if everyone's fit, White and Gabriel start the season because by and large, they were they were very, very good, weren't they, last year? It was a good partnership. Very much so, yeah. But, but, but Ben White will be sweating because Saliba is a class player and... And he plays in his position, doesn't he, on the right side? And, um... yeah, and obviously, he's going to want some kind of assurances 
Because we, we're in a, another situation. Sorry to cut in. I'm, my mind was going as we're talking. But obviously, he's on two years left of his contract. So we need to sort of be looking at giving him an extension. Mm-hmm. But in your... If you put yourself in his position, would you sign an extension now? I don't think you would. I mean, you'd want to see how it pans out, whether you are going to get the games that you're looking for. And when you consider the fact that he's just broken into the France national team and he will want to keep that place for the World Cup, a lot of players will in the opening part of the season. They will want. It's another reason why I think we need to make the signings quick because and I think the players will want that as well, to settle quickly so they can get their places and keep the places. Yeah for the upcoming World Cup in the winter. But when you're in his positions, he's not going to want to relinquish that France spot as well. Mm. So he's going to want to be playing week in, week out. So it's going to be quite tough, really, but isn't no it? This is, this is Arsenal. Like, mm. no one gets a guaranteed spot. Like, it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It just, it, no. like, you've got to be good. You've got to deliver, Andrew, and, and, and that's yeah. the key. Look at Liverpool. Right, you've got great players all over the pitch, great players on the bench. Thiago, good example. He's not guaranteed to play. Um, some Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Look mm. at Joel Matip, one of the best centre-halves in the Premier League last season. Barely put a foot wrong. Dropped for the Champions League final for Canate. It's not personal. It's just that he's he got two great options there and he's gone with one above the other. And Canate was excellent in the game. That's the situation we've got to be emulating, in my opinion. Mm. You've got to keep the players on their toes and, and and drive up the standards. And if players are going to throw their toys out of the pram and not want to be part of that competitive environment, get rid. Is, is, yeah, I, is, you know, know that's my feeling. I agree. Yeah, I, I, this is what I've been talking about for quite a long time and for previous shows. That I, that is my opinion as well. Exactly my opinion. I'm just. I don't know much, too much about William Saliba. It's just what you read in the press. Mm. It's just what you hear through the grapevine. Obviously, social media, you know, you can't believe an awful lot from what you see on that. Yeah. goes without saying. But and, and I'm, I just hope he, himself, has, I, I hope he has got that, that sort of mentality, Adrian. That's what I'm talking about. Because if he hasn't, then he, I don't think he needs the right route. Maybe if he hasn't mentality... Not going to have a great career. He's not going to fulfil his potential. I... It's happened with other players that we've had, isn't it? Gwendozi yeah. and Elka in the past, and yeah. they their mentality has ruined their careers in some ways. Yeah, exactly. You got you you got to be willing to embrace it. If you want to play for a club like Arsenal, you know you got to fight for your place, and you know you're up against someone really good in your position. It's it's just how it how it works. And Saliba, when he comes back, has got to show Arteta that he's better than Ben White. It's as mm. simple as that. And if he if he can, Arteta will pick him. I've got you know I'm, I'm sure of it because it's in the manager's best interest to pick the the form players, the ones that that, that can deliver. So so I, I think it'd be really healthy for for, for the three centre backs and Rob Holding to sort of all all compete together. Also, I think there there will be opportunities for Saliba or White at right back. Yeah, um, yeah. Because as we've seen with Tommy Asu, is He's had a lot of injuries. Now, hopefully they're all behind him come next season. But if they're not, then I think that White or Saliba at right back is probably a slightly better option than, than Cedric. So so they might get some game and it be, might be more of a back three than yeah. in the way that we play. So so I think that the, 
there'll be times where they both play and and that'd be great it will it'd be very exciting and I'm, i don't like to sort of look at things on that slightly negative side to think things that could go wrong let's just think of <laughs> things that could go right you know and also cover yourself in case things go wrong and and, <laughs> and that and that means having having good players competing yeah. with each other and uh, yeah, I just think uh, whenever I hear about players that, that you know, you know they're, they're upset that they're not getting enough game time, well, you got you got you got to be better than the guy in your position. It, it's a tough game. It's a it's a really ruthless industry football. I've been there, and it's you know I didn't you know worked ever so hard to get to the Arsenal first team level. Managed to get a few games, couldn't quite stay there. Unfortunately, it's because you know it's a, it's, it's a ruthless business. Yeah. And you know you've got to you've got to keep delivering, and every professional footballer knows that. And if if they don't want to embrace it, then they're probably in the wrong in the wrong sport or the wrong game. So mm. yeah, I I think I think that Arteta when he talked about changing the culture, I think that he, he's trying to get a squad full of players that that have the attitude that that I'm talking about that that are all on the same bus or the boat. I can't remember what what analogy he used. I think it was on the boat, wasn't it? And uh, <laughs> you got to be on that same page and, and 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 yeah, be proud to wear the badge and and fight, you know, fight fight for your shirt. And if you get 10 minutes or 90 minutes, just give, give it your best and I don't really see any issues there with the players that, that are here now? I think I think that, that, that some of the bigger egos, some of the guys that maybe wouldn't have been content sitting on the bench have now gone. And uh, so that's probably healthy as well. Yeah, that's that's a, one of my biggest and gripes in the whole of football, to be honest with you, is when players leave a club at the end of the season saying, yeah, we want to leave for, for Champions League football. When you're in a, when you're in a position that we've been in the last two or three years, where we've been one or two points short, and they are the players that didn't get us Champions League football <laughs> because they didn't score any goals, for example, <laughs> then that really really uh, grinds my gears. To be perfectly honest, uh, can you hear, hear the words come out of like um, Lacazette's mouth saying he wants to leave to go to a club that's got Champions League football? Um, when he has, he's only scored six goals all season. Um, and it looks like he's gone to a club that hasn't even got Champions League football. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just getting a bit of a gripe off my chest there. Uh, <laughs> but um, next season, it's, uh, I'm worried. That, uh, one other thing is that this was a, such a good opportunity the season gone by because obviously no one could have predicted how poor Man United were, for example. Um, and we had a chance to sort of nip in there. But mm. what's your thoughts about the, mm. the competition we're going to come up against next season? Because yeah. I'm, I'd love to see... Well, I really can't wait to see how Ten Hag gets on at Man United mm. in some ways because I can't help but thinking he's a wonderful, wonderful coach, but at the wrong club. I just think that he, the way that he achieved his success at Ajax, which was brilliant... Um, played wonderful football. I love that team that he had. Um, um, but I, it's just completely chalk and cheese when you look at that team and the way they develop players to what Man United are. So yeah, I'm really fascinated as to how he gets on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have more competition than ever, I think, next year. To I think it's going to get worse and worse every season as each season progresses <laughs> with the way that these clubs are going to be battling it out. So how do you yeah. see next season going realistically for us? Yeah, it's going to be tough. We've got to keep ahead of the pack, haven't we? We've got to, that's, that's why I think spending money, 
what, what money we have, I think we should be spending it on the right players. And I think that is really, really important because our rivals will. Um, yeah, Man United will be better. I'm pretty sure of that. They couldn't be much worse, let's face it. They were shocking last year. Um, I think Ten Hag has got a heck of a job on his hands, though. Mm. It, it could be, you know, two years before they're really ready to to compete. I yeah, I, I think we're capable of finishing above them next season, regardless of, you know, the managerial change. Chelsea will be interesting, obviously. How much mm. are they going to invest with the new era? They've lost, a, they're going to lose a, a lot of defensive players, aren't they? So that might impact them maybe earlier on in the season in particular. So it might be an opportunity to be closer to Chelsea. Um, yeah, Newcastle were the ones that kind of worry me because yeah. we saw yeah. how good they were. I mean, as bad as we were at St. James's Park, they were outstanding, I thought. They it was were really terrific, good. Terrific performance. And if they can maintain that level with better players, because they will, you know they're going to sign better players, then they will be top eight next season easily, I think. And um, yeah, it's another team we've got to fend off. You know, like West Ham, I, I'd back us to finish above West Ham for sure. Leicester as well. But but these are these are clubs that have money now. They have a good pull. Aston Villa, um, they're going to get excellent. better, I think. Yeah, each. excellent managers. Yeah, the, 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 the top half of the division is 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 very strong. Um. So no, it's not it's not a given that that we're going to be third, fourth, or fifth. I mean, no one's thinking we're going to be top two, but 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 we are capable of it. And I think that the squad showed over the course of the season just gone that we're capable of achieving a top four finish and capable of winning trophies. Because I, I would put that on on a, an equal standing, if not a greater standing. As I said earlier, winning a trophy has to be as high a priority, in my opinion, as, as finishing third or fourth. So, um, yeah, we're, we're good enough, but but it will be stiffer competition. That's why we have to be really flex our muscles in the coming weeks and months and, and just send out a message that, OK, we didn't make Champions League, but we're Arsenal. Look at the players we can attract. Because let's face it, we are the biggest and best club in London. I know we're biased, but we are, we are the one that they really want to play for. Uh, in, yeah. you know, I, I'm convinced of it because of the history, because of the style of football, because of the you know it, it, Arsenal have class about them, and I think I think we have a, a real pull. A lot of the players, the younger players, grew up idolising Wenger's teams. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are gooners, aren't they? You know, we, we yeah. find that out, don't we, over time? And it's yeah, I, I don't think we should sell ourselves short. We're we are still a big pull, and we but we have to do do our work and and negotiate well and and persuade them to, to to come on board ahead of potentially maybe earning a little bit more money elsewhere. Yeah, because for me, I, I think if you're going to uh, go into an apprenticeship, for example, in any industry, there may be, I mean, I don't know, between sort of three years long for an apprenticeship, maybe yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. And for me, that that is what, Arteta has had now at Arsenal. Um, so I don't think there's any reason um, or to, or a fallback for him to say that he's a new manager anymore. He's only just come into the job. He's still learning the process. Mm. I'm sure every manager is still learning throughout their careers at yeah. some to some level. But I don't think you can call him a wet behind the ears new manager anymore when he's like three years into the job near enough. 
No, no, that's fair. So yeah. I, I think he has to deliver this season, doesn't he? Yeah, um, you've got to prove that. Obviously, we had some good success stories, some oh, good absolutely. wins against some big teams this year, um, and some excellent performances. Obviously, we lost to City at home, but it was a great performance. Yeah, yeah. So they were our home form against the the, the top teams was, was by and large good, wasn't it? Very good at times. Um, it is those away games, isn't it? It's going to Anfield and and winning or. or you know, getting a well-deserved draw and going toe-to-toe with a team like that. It's going to the Etihad and not getting smashed every time. It's, you know, it's going there and, and out-thinking Pep, isn't it? And, and these are the moments where where he'll, he'll, he'll gain incredibility. You know, other, other teams do go to City in particular on occasion and win. Um, and, you know, Palace, I think, was it Palace did it last year? I think, yeah, I think Palace yeah, did it last year. They were unbeaten against them home yeah. and away, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. So Vieira's got that got that scalp already. And I think Mikel Arteta, yeah, will be looking to take some scalps this season. He has to really. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, the whole rookie thing is, is probably run its course now. He's, he's had had some experience, enough experience. And, and yeah, we've got to take the team forward. I think we have gradually improved. I think the step up from previous season to this season was was quite sizable, actually, in terms of quality. Um, so we're looking for a similar level, similar jump this year. And if we find that jump, we will be in the top four. So we've got to get over 70 points. We've got to lose, I think, no more than seven or eight. That's, that's you know, we've got to cut down on those defeats. And, um, and we've got to, be better away from home, haven't we? And, and yeah, these are all things that I'm sure he'll be working on. So um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's crunch time definitely for for him. I think that the the team is in the right place now. They're all still young and improving, but they're old enough to 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 have had experiences. They know what it takes now, and uh, yeah, they've made mistakes at the back end of the last season. It's about learning from that now and improving, isn't it? And, and that's yeah. what we want to see. If we do, we'll, we'll, we'll get the objectives. Absolutely. Well, I've just noticed the time. I've just literally been rambling on and doing this. Is, you know, like it's been one of my normal shows. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I've just come really, really apologetic that you've kept you so long. Oh, don't worry about that. No, honestly, not um, an issue. No, not worried about the time. Don't worry. Oh, that's good, good, good. But um, I had a bit of a shock today. I've just found out as well that um, Kevin Betsy has left the under-23s to take over at the Crawley job, which is fantastic for him. You know, I'm really, really pleased for him. It's, it's an opening for you, mate. You could go and go under-21s. That'd be a good job. Um, but, yeah, I wonder who's going to come back in. I'd love to see um, Freddie Jungberg come back in. I don't know about you, but, I mean, I don't know whether you'd... Uh, you know, go, come back after the way he left last time. I think his nose was put out of joint a little I bit. Think it, I think it was. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it, it didn't seem like the best departure. I think he wanted to sort of... But he hasn't really had the opportunity elsewhere, has he? So... No, we'd love to see him come back. Yeah, it'd be great, but I, I don't know. I think they're probably somebody in-house. You've got so many promising young coaches within yeah. the club. They can obviously go out and headhunt someone that's a, a specialist at, at that level. It might be wiser, given the trend now, because if you're seeing it right across English football, so many of these development coaches like Kevin are being headhunted for first-team jobs right across the EFL. It's so in vogue. 
it might be worth getting someone a little bit older that that won't be in that category. We'll, we'll have to wait and see because you, you know, ideally want to be chopping and changing your, your under twenty one because right. it's going to be under twenty ones next season, isn't it? Rather than twenty threes, and you don't want that that coach to keep changing. But yeah, I, I know Kevin a little bit, and he's a good lad, very good coach, and. Yeah, yeah. Wishing the best of luck. He's um, it's a it's a brave move because it's a blimming good job being Arsenal under, you know, Arsenal's yeah. reserve manager really, and it's a pretty safe job, not that much pressure, um, fun I would imagine because you you know you're working with some real quality players. The yeah, to then go to Crawley, where it's, you know, let's mm. be honest, you're not going to get the best of everything at Crawley like he does at Arsenal, and and where results are everything. It, it's bold and it's brave and it, it might go pear-shaped you, you know you, you never know but um but yeah good on him for for taking the plunge um but yeah arsenal will be fine they'll, they'll um they'll have someone in mind i'm sure already yeah and it's uh it's really good for steve bold as well just to just quickly say mention as well for him getting a good job uh, over in um in holland i'm really yeah. pleased with him as well oh definitely he's a great at boldy yeah and i think he just fell out of love with it a bit it was it sort of was quite taxing for him in the end, mm. you know, being involved at first and level all those years, and maybe he didn't have the input that he wanted. So he's he's got um, he's got the chance to to be a number one now, and yeah, wishing wishing well. He's yeah, he was, he was a great player to play with. He's a good person, and you know, he's a very good coach. He's worked helped develop a lot of great players at Arsenal down the years. So um, yeah, we'll we'll have a we'll have a team to watch in Belgium now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wish him all the very best. I love, I love Steve Bold. Um, so, yeah, well, I think we'll uh, leave it there then. I, I just want to thank you again for, for your time. Sorry to keep you so long, but thanks for your gracious uh, graciousness there. Um, hope to see you again very, very soon. Have you got much coming up uh, that you'd like to sort of talk about in the near future? I mean, you're still continuing with the podcasting and stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, with yeah pretty busy. Obviously, yeah, the summer, summer's a lot quieter. Don't really know what's happening next season yet. One thing I can say is that the, the Breakdown Live, which is the match day show on Arsenal's website, on Arsenal's app, which I'm involved in every week, yeah. um, we're having a sort of relaunch. It's going to be quite exciting, actually. The Fantastic. show's going to be an hour long. We're ahead of kickoff, going from team news right right ahead, right up to the game. And we're going to we're moving studio. We're not going to be in a, a green screen studio anymore. We're going to go out into the bowl, um, in an executive in one of the boxes. Uh, it's going to be a studio, a little studio audience. It's going to be really fun. We're going to you know try and grab one or two celebs or former Arsenal players during the course of each show as well, just to sort of get more of a match day flavour, particularly in the home Brilliant. games. So, um, as well as the analysis, of course, that, that they've sort of got me in to do. So, uh, yeah, watch out for the breakdown live. It's yeah, it's going to come back sort of bigger and better next season. And, it, you know, as for the breakdown, I, I don't actually know at the moment what's what's going to happen, but um, yeah, I'm hoping to continue with it and, and I'm really hoping that, that, that it'll be back on the website this season. But but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not yet. Oh, fantastic. Well, all the best with that. That sounds brilliant. Really, uh, really interesting. I'm going to be definitely tuning in for that. Did you get any spaces in the studio audience? And I'll put my hand up. Well, no, <laughs> there'll be competition winners, I think, um, through, through is it my Arsenal rewards. I think there's going to be some, some spaces there, but there might be one or two spaces up for grabs for... You know, people like yourself that, that are on YouTube that are big Arsenal people, you know, and, and whatnot. So, 
yeah, no, that, I know you said that in jest, but there is a possibility oh, yeah, wow. down the line that, 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 you know, good people like yourself that, that, that know about Arsenal, good talkers, that, yeah, will get you involved and, yeah, you can come and watch the game with us. That'd be brilliant. I don't know. We shouldn't have said that, but be, uh, <laughs> keep my hopes up from now on. <laughs> my voice has been terrible this evening, so I do apologise. <clears throat> but thank you ever so much, chat room. I'm so sorry that I haven't been as attentive as I normally am. Uh, with this show I hope you've enjoyed it please give us a like before you leave um, tonight and tell your friends about the channel uh, if you haven't subscribed already please do um, and I look forward to seeing you all again next week and once again Adrian thank you ever so much and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon My take pleasure. care thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.